When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the way. We want it been. Welcome to episode 175 of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy. I'm Glenn. With me, as always, is Jason. We partied last night, so we're here dealing with... I'm not hungover, but thank God. Are you hungover, Jason? No, I didn't have that much. You, we're going to sound like we're like a bunch of degenerates because we see each other like Friday nights and start drinking. And then we record this like next thing in the morning. I drink responsibly. I didn't have that much to even be buzzed. You had like two of them. I had two, but I mean, <clears throat> one an hour. And then when I went up to sing karaoke, I was starting to feel. I never have performance anxiety, but for whatever reason last night, I was feeling it. Mm-hmm. So the alcohol did nothing. Let me just say it that way. Dude, you like killed it, or maybe because you picked the right song. Maybe there was a bunch of New Yorkers up there. Maybe. But they were like getting into it. All of mine, they were just sort of like, eh, some crazy bald guy. But you sang New York, New York, and everybody was applauding and singing along. I was like, damn, look at Jason go. Would you, would you, yeah, I had no, I was oblivious to what the crowd was doing. I was making sure I was on point and singing the keys properly. Well, you did. Um, yeah, they were into it, man. All of a sudden, um, I wasn't even paying that close of attention. And then all of a you're starting to sing. And I hear Mandy go, oh, I love it when he does this song. And I was like, who who does what song? And there you <laughs> yeah. are. Because you were like, dude, do not F with me. Because I'd, I'd handed my phone to my Mandy. And then I told her to tell Shannon to pick you something. And then you were like, y'all better not be making me a song. I didn't say it like that, but yeah. <laughs> you were like, do not do it. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know why I was feeling the uh, anxiety. Maybe just because I think what's what's going on is that uh, for the longest time, a lot of the rogue fun planning was 2024 problems. <laughs> and then 2024 hit, and I started feeling the anxiety. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this. And then I think just singing karaoke last night, just all the anxiety just balled up. And I'm like, you know what? I need to do this in my safe space. I can't. <laughs> can't rock the bow but anyways anyways yeah no that i also i love because uh, so we were at reformation brewery up in canton so it's a brewery and it's not really set up for karaoke uh because it's a bar you know and you're kind of just set up in one of the corners um and there was a 16 year old birthday party there which to me is odd to have at a brewery 
at a brewery, yeah. Um, so then all the girls, so all the 16 year old girls were like singing Taylor Swift, and uh, of course, for the KJ, I guess they must have tipped him really good because he just kept going to them. Um, they, they sang for like an hour, um, they were going and going and going, so you know, they're all singing the little girly stuff, and then here you come up, and it's us and singing. I was singing Faith No More and some real big fish covering poison and and you did New York, New York, but then it was all like Taylor Swift and yeah. you had a couple of guys singing some country songs, but yeah, the, the night was dominated by the 16 year old birthday party. And of course the mom is like, yay, my little girl's singing karaoke and she's doing so good and look at me. And it was, it was definitely a, a different vibe up there last night. But yeah, that's what, go ahead. That, that, that's why I felt safer. Cause um, that's why I felt safe enough to sing New York, New York. Cause the last time we went up there, there was just a bunch of country songs and that's not my vibe and not my jam. And I just didn't want to be part of that. Uh, I didn't want to be the person to go up there and sing something that's disrupting the vibe of the night. But last night it felt like we're all over the map so I can do whatever the hell I want. Right. Um, it, I haven't figured the the place up in Canton out yet because they've got, three or four different breweries and well, they've got three of them and one's in downtown Woodstock, which is sort of a, it's a downtown, you know, downtown vibe. It's, it's open, it's woodsy. So it's almost like a log cabin feel, but not re- a little modern log cabin. And this mm-hmm. place is real industrial up in Canton. Um, I like the one in Woodstock better, but the one in Canton's a lot easier because it's not as much stuff and you're not fighting for downtown parking. So yeah. I haven't figured that vibe out yet. And you do seem to get a little bit more uh, good old boys up there. Yeah. And, and women with Stanley Cups. Yeah, that's a thing now. Um, pick anything up this week? Um, I did. Hold on. Oh, he's drinking his coffee from his Day of the Dead mug. Yes. Sorry, this morning kind of snuck up on me, and I didn't realize I needed to get a piece of toast. So I'm like trying to not eat a piece of toast on the microphone. Um, I, um, so our friends over at Geeky Tiki, they were doing a Instagram giveaway. Yeah, and I won the Back to the Future Geeky Tiki set. Oh, what does that look like? So it's it's Marty McFly, Doc Brown, and Einstein. Hmm. I so need- you've got. A little shot glass of Einstein, and then you've got two bigger glasses of Marty McFly and uh, Doc Brown. Um, I have to put them downstairs. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with them yet because my I don't trust um, my Back to the Future shelves aren't that stable. They're definitely not stable for me to put ceramics on. Yeah. Uh, so I need to figure out where I'm going to put them. Um, Are you able to install like a small shelf? Like on the wall? Yeah. Maybe. I didn't think about that. But that means I have to get rid of some art. Well, just move some art. Yeah. Or move some. are you able to put some insignificant art behind the geeky tiki's? Maybe. I may put them in my room in the main collection room. I just haven't made the time to go down there and uh, figure it out. And then yeah. um, I picked up a... Actually, I had a pretty good week. We... Uh, a guy reached out to me. He had a used uh, Bill and Ted shipper box. So I was able to get it for pretty cheap. I think it's coming in today. And then on deal or no deal, I finally found like a piece of ET stuff that my wife didn't have. Um, it's like a prototype 
um, Elliot and ET when he's on the bicycle. I can't figure out. We haven't taken the time to figure out what it is because it. We found it last night while we're waiting in line for burgers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're you know, but it's pretty cool. Um, that should be here. It's coming from like China or Japan or some eastern country. So that'll take a minute for it to get here. How about mm-hmm. you? Nope, we got nothing, nothing this week. What I've been, uh, I've been focused, and I'm sorry to sound obsessed about it, but I've been focused on Rogue Fun and ordering things for Rogue Fun and getting things ready. And so a lot of my energy was focused on that. I've been printing a lot, uh, printing my Star Destroyer. Um, that was, I laugh every time I think about when you and Jordan came over, was it last weekend? Yeah. You're, lo- you're looking at the thing, and you're like, oh, okay. And then I lift it up because the, the bottom is complete, and you're like, whoa. That's mm-hmm. impressive. I probably should have led with that. <laughs> um, so I'm just slowly working on that stuff, getting things ready. So that's where a lot of my energy and focus has been uh, as far as collecting. And let me, let me ask you a question. I'm working on something for Rogue Fun. Yes. Um, would you consider Funko's a toy? it's more i would consider it a designer toy because it's static you don't play with it okay i asked my Um, kids that last night and they both said no because it's in the realm of of toys you know it's still a quote-unquote toy but it's a collectible toy it uh it's a bobblehead truthfully yeah or it's it's a statue what about uh itty bitties those are oh, the, the hallmark little the, stuff. Oh, I can. Those would be toys because I had those for my grandkids. That was like their step into Star Wars when they were little. Okay. When they were babies, um, those you could play with more than the the uh, Funkos, I think. Okay. I was looking for. I oh, I did pick up some um because Hallmark. I swung by Hallmark. Yes. And uh, I did too. I did too. Yeah. Awesome. So I picked up the. The Mandalorian with Baby Grogu. Yeah. Um, and then that's a weird. Have you ever heard him called Baby Grogu? That was weird. Um, and then yeah, I picked. I can't up, wait for Adult Grogu. <laughs> yeah. And then I picked up the Michael Scott, um, Dundies mm. ornament. Yeah. Because I didn't know they had that one. I looked out. I was like, when did they release this one? Wasn't there and a Dwight I, one too? Yeah, I had. I got the Dwight one. I had seen the Dwight one earlier. Um, I almost picked up the N1 Starfighter, but I think I've got that. And there again, I didn't care enough to go down and look. Are you you just so busy like you are? You've got a a dozen things. Your your brain is, you know, pulling you in a bunch of different ways. So I never even looked to see if I had the N1 Starfighter. Um, Yeah, but they were like sixty percent off. But I did look for the Sabine because I know they made some Ahsoka itty bitties, and, and I hadn't seen them yet. Yeah, we went back and my kids picked up something and uh, they had uh, two of the little Leia's from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, So I bought that. And then as I was putting away my ornaments for uh, this year, I took everything off the tree um, on New Year's Day. I realized that I hadn't pulled out all of the ornaments from last year. (laughs) So I must have bought them on clearance, stuffed them in a box. And then the kids were, the kids really drove putting up all the christmas stuff this year and 
So I wasn't really as involved as I normally am. So I didn't check the boxes this year. And so that's why I found like all the ornaments from last year. I found, I bought Luke Skywalker Mandalorian uh, for a dollar at Hallmark, like yeah, in April or something like that. Something insane. There were, there was like 30 of them. So I picked up one for me, one for a couple other friends. Um, and then come to find out I already had one. I must have bought it at the 60% off or something like that. So yeah, I got that stuff. Uh, I got the little Leia from Hallmark. Yeah, that, that I, I, cause I did that with the Luke Jedi where you just buy them and you're like, oh, I need this. And you get home and you have them. Mm -hmm. So I have an extra one too. And then all of a sudden they're a dollar. You're like, I'm not going to get my money back on that. But I could see myself going back for that N1 Starfighter. Yeah. Um, they had a bunch of stuff left. They had like a whole wall. The whole, it was really weird because, um, when I walked in the store, a lot of stuff was 60% off. And you're like, I hope you guys aren't closing. But they said they were just trying to clearance a bunch of stuff out. Yeah. So it's still 60% off? Uh, as of a couple of days ago. All right. I should check to see. I did watch, speaking of Ahsoka, and we'll get into news in a second, I've been watching season two of The Mandalorian, and uh, I'm enjoying it. I don't know why I felt like I didn't enjoy it as much as season one, but I feel like it's a solid season. Um, I'm about halfway through it, and I was watching The Jedi with Ahsoka, and now that I've seen Ahsoka, um, I could definitely say that this is the same character that we see in the series. You can't say that with Boba Fett, who's like vicious and destructive. And then in his series, he's like, um, that's behind me. I don't, I'm not like that anymore. I'm not brutal. And it's like, well, two seconds ago, you were brutal. Right. Two seconds ago, you had freaking knee rockets. And now you're in a back to tank because your elbow hurts. Yeah. So, but the Ahsoka, I felt like was pretty consistent. She she um she talked a lot about fear like she couldn't train grogu because of fear he was too attached to the mandalorian um and in honesty like she was afraid herself of training someone who will end up like anakin and darth vader and so i felt that was true and it's also apparent now the reason why she couldn't train grogu was because she was too busy trying to find thrawn and, and ezra yeah and she was in the middle of a quest. We didn't know it at the time, but she was in the middle of the quest to try to find her friends. So um, that's because Dave Filoni hadn't written it yet. But I feel like he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I, I think he's always like five steps ahead. Yeah, he might not have figured out exactly how it happens, but he know it's it's going to happen. So um, he can't. She can't train Grogu because of that. But yeah, I felt like um, I, I need to watch the rest of it. It's about to do the uh, the tragedy which I think is one of my favorite episodes with the brutal Boba Fett and everything. And then you go into the rescue. Um, I feel like it's a, a solid season. I think what part of the issue is with season three is um, it's tough to world build a mm -hmm. story and it needs to be a personal story. Like that's what the reader or the viewer will attach itself to is the story of the Mandalorian and if things are just happening around the Mandalorian, if you're world building and it's not really a personal story, you can go off the reins a little bit. And I feel like that's maybe what season three was doing. It was world building, trying to tell a greater story about what's going on in the universe. Mm -hmm. And we got away from the Mandalorian. It was more about Bo-Katan and, and maybe they can course correct for season four. Yeah. By putting Bo-Katan in charge. I, I really enjoyed season no. four or, no. or season you're three. You're going to slide that in. I'm going to slide this in. No. <laughs> 
I enjoyed season three because I've always loved Mandalorians and seeing the, you know, seeing that many Mandalorians on the screen was freaking incredible. Um, so I enjoyed the world building with Mandalore yeah. and the lore and knowing what happened with Mandalore and the siege of Mandalore and digging into that kind of stuff. And I think it was, which is probably the same thing that could happen with the Mortis arc, where with Mandalorian season three, we were, I was one of the ones that really enjoyed it because it, I got, I, it was nerdy for me. It was like, yeah, I can nerd out on this stuff is I hope they, you know, are they going to do that with, Ahsoka are with the you know how deep are they going to go into the, the Mortis arc because of what happened with Mandalorian season three or is it going to be where they're well no Dave Filoni's pretty big up in Dis in Disney now or Lucasfilm so he can just tell people to f off I'm going to do what I want mm -hmm. right right maybe as long as you don't cost the company money but yeah. um no I've been watching um we've I found for all mankind on apple plus it's basically it's it's like the space race but told from a different perspective basically if the um space race didn't end with uh america getting to the moon because it's, it's basically america and russia like starting you know um kind of argue not arguing over the moon but each, each of them end up with a space on the moon and then they yeah they, it's like five or six seasons, so I've just started. I'm in oh. season two, and uh, it's a really good show, and it's funny when you watch stuff from back in the day, like in the 60s, 50s and 60s, the, they, um, when they want to get accurate in the amount of smoking that's yeah. in the show, because you yeah. forget about it, man. You know, you there's one scene where they're in a classroom, and there's just this one chick just lighting up a cigarette, and it's like, it used to be like that. Well- it's fun. I was watching the first four Mission Impossibles over uh, the New Year's, uh -huh. and right the first scene of the first Mission Impossible, Jim Phelps is given a, a cassette tape on an airline to uh, watch, and then obviously at the end of those messages, they self-destruct, and so it self-destructs, and it starts smoking on the plane. He's on a plane watching this, and then he lights up a cigarette to kind of blend in the <laughs> smoke. Like, I'm just smoking a cigarette. That's what the smoke is, and it's like, that is not relatable today right. that's not gonna happen i remember like in the 90s when was it did i i think it was it came out in 93 so like like in the early 90s my first you know you're 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 when you start flying um and you should become cognizant of that stuff and you're like oh it's a smoking flight it's a non-smoking flight and then you go to um you, you end up smelling like smoke because people are smoking and yeah. i remember you know like mcdonald's having ashtrays <laughs> Yeah, you know, and people just lighten up. It didn't matter, man. Yeah, just in the middle of everything, man, just burning one, and you're just wow. It's a lot different nowadays. Um, Narayan just tagged me in a post. This is like unfolding right now in the Star Wars twelve backs and early vintage collectors group. He had sent this individual had sent a twelve back Leia to CIB, uh -huh. and it was received in the wrong place, signed by the wrong person, and never showed up to CIB. So it's important to always a insure your stuff, and then b when it's possible hand deliver something that's really worth a lot of money. Um, so we'll just have to keep our eyes open here in Georgia to see if a twelve back Leia shows up anywhere. Um, maybe tell Second Chance too to watch it because uh, there's a stolen Leia out there twelve back. 
I went to, oh man, so it was in November. So yeah. Yeah. It's either somebody has no clue what they got or they signed for it. They've either, there's two things that could have happened. They signed for it and went in a corner somewhere and forgotten about, or they opened it and went, oh crap. Yeah, I'm going to sell this and flip it. Right. Um. So yeah, hopefully that comes up. Yeah. Uh. Wow. I, I'm like... I'd have to look, dig into it, but yeah, I've known so many people that, because we're lucky because of us being in Atlanta with AFA down the street, basically, or an hour away from us or whatever. We know, we hear of a lot of people coming into town with their high-end collectibles that they'll come in, they'll fly in, they drop it off. Right. And then some of them will pay. Uh, I don't know what the flip time is. Are they, I'm sure they have everything arranged, but in you, they pay for like, ultra ultra fast service and it seems like they get it overnight or in a couple of days um yeah if i'm uh, yeah i if if i could afford to do that i or if i had something that was worth a lot of money yeah uh i get scared when i ship stuff to like because i've stuff i i go between a a afa and uh cas which is in florida mm-hmm. and if i've got to ship something to cas um it scares me it, it you're just nervous even if it's only a few hundred dollar item yeah, you know, yeah. Th- this is a several thousand dollar item, but um, I have a patch set from Celebration 2022 that's uh-huh. incomplete. I had bought the missing piece, and it never showed up. Like it said, it was delivered. I never received it. It's the it's the birthday set, the Cloud City birthday set. I'm missing C3PO, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it never showed up. And uh, it's just, it's an incomplete set because it was never delivered. I'm lucky it was just a patch it wasn't 12 back leia for crying out loud i feel feel horrible for that individual yeah i i do too it, it stinks uh but um, yeah that's yeah one good thing about cas and ff and ffa afa they are at a lot of uh conventions and stuff out there so it's easy right. to to hook up with them right um some uncomfortable news. Uh, the uh, director of the new Ray movie was on TV saying that she was going to make something new and it got a lot of people upset. Yeah. And so uh, let me, come here, come here, listener. Let me talk to you for a second. Let me, if you're upset that a female director is directing a Star Wars movie, we haven't seen a synopsis yet. We haven't seen a trailer. We haven't even seen the movie yet. So we have no way to... Uh, critique the movie based on any of its merits or values uh, if you already have a problem you might have a personality disorder that's not politics that's a personality disorder you're judging things based simply because it's a woman yeah well I also and and to play the other side of the coin I, I haven't gone into this so don't I, I you just you read the clickbait and you don't you don't click it you see the clickbait there was something about her saying that she liked making men uncomfortable. So I don't know how true that is. If you want to make an omelet, you have to break some eggs. Yeah. I mean, it's all part of growth. Right. You have, you have to be uncomfortable. People say that all the time. If you want to grow, get uncomfortable, go out in the world and do something new. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe, maybe that's what she's saying. I don't, I don't know what, how that relates to a star Wars movie. Maybe we'll see the movie and say, hey, this wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to judge the movie based on what something she said in, a, in an interview. 
Right. Well, that's what we talked about a few weeks ago. It's like you could watch a movie and be like, I didn't make I wish they wouldn't have made this political, but I enjoy the movie. Yeah, we'll, that's we'll how see. I look at it. I think at this point, if you're judging it based on what we have so far, that you might have an issue. Right. You might want to go to counseling and work through that. I've seen too many personalities in this hobby just come in like a wrecking ball and disrupt things. And I'm just getting tired of the personalities uh, destroying yeah. the thing that I love. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can agree. It. It does That's that where I'm everything. coming from. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I just wish, why can't we just all get along? Why or, can't we get along? Why can't we just, yeah. I just, I hate when politics gets brought into things and it ruins something good uh, on either side. Because my attitude is I'm not going to talk to you about politics because we're never going to change each other's uh, opinions. It's how we were raised. It's how we feel. And we'll go from there. And that's just my thought on politics. I, yeah. I don't want to ruin a friendship because we don't agree on politics. I don't think it's political, though, in this this I, specific I, situation. I, I don't. I'm probably using it in the wrong term, politics in the wrong term, because I think I just lump all that into politics. Maybe, but I guess I'm trying to separate it a little bit and say this one is not political. At this point, mm -hmm. with the information that we have presented to us, I see this more of a, as a personality issue. Okay. I don't know. No, it makes sense. I mean, that's why we have this show so we can talk about it, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, and you have in, you have enlightened, enlightened me on some things. So, because I can come to you and say, this is how I'm feeling. And you're like, let me separate it for you. And then it's like, oh crap. Um, I think. So what the other thing that I'm thinking about is, so the sequel trilogy was essentially, I mean, The Force Awakens is essentially a remake of A New Hope. Lucas, when he made the pre uh, prequel trilogy, he tried not to copy himself. He tried to do something different. And even though the Death Star was a plot point, the Separatists weren't making a space station to destroy planets. Right. It was more about cloak and secrecy and how the Nazis came to power. Um, and, and that's kind of the path he followed. And so didn't like the fact that The Force Awakens was essentially a, a ripoff of A New Hope. Uh, I appreciated that Ryan Johnson tried to do something different. I did enjoy The first, the, the Last Jedi. I know a lot of people don't. But it was different. It wasn't the same thing. And as long as it's different and it's it's good, we'll see. Let's, let's judge the movie based on that. I'm looking for something different. I don't think we should get the same plot over and over again. I think that's a lot of the um, issues that people have with the Mandalorian. It's like, I need this. Well, I need you to do a side quest for me, Mandalorian. Yes. And then let's go to, and, and so it's that formula and everyone's like making fun of it. Let's change it up. Let's get a different plot. Let's see what's going on. If you don't like the movie, I, I'm sorry you don't like the movie uh, in, in its final form, but let's see it before we judge it. Right. Anyways, yes. well, anyway, no, no, I, anyways, I, yeah, let's, let's, I, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm tired of, of everybody being like, I'm mad. Let's, let's see it, see what happens. Yeah. And, and the other thing you might want to think about is that maybe she's making those comments because she knows that she's just, she's going to piss people off regardless. So she's yes. just confronting the issue in the, in the media. Like 
it might not even be related to the plot of the movie itself. It's just the fact that a female director is getting people upset. So she's de deciding to confront it head on. Mm -hmm. And she might just be referring to the fact that she's a female director. Right. And it might not be anything that deals with the plot itself. It's just, I like making men uncomfortable because I am a female director, period. And it has nothing to do with the movie. Let's see what she can do. I don't, like I said, I, I'm not, I don't have anything against females, but let's see what she can do. Um, John Williams is ready to come out of retirement. For the right project. Yeah, he said, if, uh, if a film came along that was that I was greatly interested in with the schedule that I could cope with, then I wouldn't want to rule anything out. Everything is possible. All is before us. Our only limitations are holding us back, or to put it more simply, I like to keep an open mind. Such an elegant man, the way he says things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the rumor is uh, the new Star Wars, Star Wars, jeez, Star Wars on the brain, Superman movie. Ooh. Uh, Superman Legacy, he might be involved with that, but we'll see. That'd be fun. Yeah, I didn't uh, know they were making a new Superman movie. Is it? Do you know what kind of? Is there any any news on how it's gonna go? Are they rebooting it for like the fourth time? Yeah, this is a whole new. So James Gunn and Peter Safran, so Cellophane. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember his last name. Have taken over the DC universe. Mm -hmm. uh, James Gunn who directed the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, wrote and directed that. He also did The Suicide Squad with Idris Elba. Um, he, uh, They've taken over the DC Universe. They're rebooting everything with movies and TV shows and I think some animated shows. And so he's got... Superman is pretty much... The script was done before the, um, the strike, the writer's strike. So he's had that locked in. Um, he's probably gone back and tweaked it now that the writer's strike is over. But that movie is getting ready to film, I think, in March. So it'll be available in 2025 for the 75th anniversary of Superman. Wow. Superman's about to hit public domain like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but isn't it just the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if uh, John Williams does another score. I could see him doing a Superman score. I think that's sort of what he maybe he was looking on the horizon and was like, "Ooh, this movie's coming out. Let me uh, put my name back in the hat mm -hmm. without saying, hey, I want to do this. Yeah. So that's that's all I have for news. It's a very slow week. It's still at the start of the year. People are getting back into the swing of things. Um, I would imagine that the, the writer strike ended and it was like, well, the holidays are coming up. So let's just try to let the dust settle and figure things out. Now that we're in a new year, I think things are going to start getting picked back up and we're going to get more news and things are going to start to happen. Is there uh, anything you're looking forward to other than Rogue Fun this year? I might go up to New York in uh, April for FonzCon, so that's still up in the air. Um, it's been a while since I've been to New York. There's all my favorite foods. that I, like You and Jordan were talking about your king cake at the, uh, what's the store? Rouse's super Rouse's, yeah. So I, 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 Rouse's is a Walmart of king cakes, but uh, Jordan loves them. So I was gonna go to Wegmans, which is the Publix of New York, Wegmans. and get 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 all of my favorite foods and and stock up so I can go back in another couple of years. Nice. So I don't have to go up, I guess, in another couple of years until a couple, whatever. Right. 
No, I feel you because that's what I do when I go to New Orleans. It's always like, let me get a, you know, a few cases of stuff. And, you know, you, you can always, the cashiers are always like, you're not from here. No, we're not. Why? Because but we you... have so much stuff. Oh, oh okay. But like the, yeah, my, um, I'll bring a couple of cases of beer back because there's a Mardi Gras Bach that they make, uh, a beta makes, and it's really hard. You, you used to could find it up here, but there's a grocery store that's right across the street from where we stay and they always have cases of it so i'll pick up a couple of cases of that and some king cakes and at this point it's like i really need to get on a diet and stop eating crappy but i'm gonna be in new orleans next week or in two <laughs> weeks so why bother let me get well, new, let me get my new orleans trip out of the way then i can get get on track uh well i started my diet good for you it's not Yay, easy Jason. no it sucks dude it's not easy but yeah, I think Rogue Fun is the thing that um, most looking forward to this year. Mm-hmm. I have a, a family vacation in June set up at Myrtle Beach. Nice. So um, that'll be nice because then Rogue Fun will be done, and I could just relax and not think about oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this. How about Your you? Your mind's always thinking. Yeah, lovely. Don't remind me. <laughs> now I'm thinking about thinking. <laughs> Now you're like, crap, I got to go do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah, but Rogue Fun, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, Yeah, I think I'm, what am I? I'm trying to think. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of other than Rogue Fun, there's not really any. Um, I mean, there's the Xenia Toys show at the beginning of October, but we're not, I'm not going to that because unless my other trip in October gets canceled or I can work out like a whole bunch of vacation time um we are planning like a week and a half trip to uh california slash mexico so spend a few days in anaheim and then my wife's got some family that lives like in south california and then he's got something or knows people in mexico so we're gonna go probably spend the night or two in mexico and then fly home from anaheim so i'm hoping i can hit uh knock out a bunch of stuff that we didn't get to do when we were down there in uh 20 was it 22 for a celebration yeah yes may of 2020 a year and a half ago yeah wow it's it's crazy when you think about that so i'm hoping we can you know, like going down we can hit the, like the pacific coast highway and stuff and go see the mouse while we're there go yes. see some back to the future stuff yes go to long pines ball long pines ball yeah you might want to see that while it's still there because a lot of these Developers are coming in and knocking down malls, making them um, mixed-use properties with apartments and retail space. So uh, malls are an endangered species. So if you have the opportunity to go to Lone Pines Mall, do that while it's still there. Jeez. Yeah, one of the thing that one of the things that irks me is I was in Arizona like five or six, maybe years ago, maybe maybe closer to ten years ago. I didn't realize they shot Bill and Ted in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. So I could have gone to the Circle K and stuff because we were looking for stuff to do. We, my dad used to live, my parents used to live out there. And if I'd have realized it at the time, I'd have been like, let's go to the Circle K. Let's go see some of this stuff. And I think the malls out there that they shot it in, which they tore down. Um, and it just it's, it's just disappointing because they tore down the Circle K. They tore down the mall. It, it, it was just like, man, I could have gone and seen all that stuff. Yeah. But at the time, you're not thinking about it. Nope. I still need to get up to Rome 
for Vecna's place from Stranger Things season four. I told my kids I'd take them up there, but we've just been so busy. Thinking about Rogue One, Rogue Fun. Well, yeah, I'm, this is a couple years ago, though. Yeah. But yeah, Rogue Fun is now blocking everything that I do. Yeah. No, I want to get back to your uh to your Star Destroyer, then I think we can wrap it up unless you got something else to talk about. But going back to that Star Destroyer, when you when you're looking at it, the scale of it is pretty crazy. It's impressive because it takes up a whole tabletop because what it's like four or five, you know, three, four feet long and two feet just wide. over four feet long. So I mean the scale of it is just insane. And the top of it, it looks the top of it, when you see the top of it, it just looked like a 3D print. You know, so it's got all yes. the posts and stuff and the supporting yeah. things. And you're just like, oh, that, that's nice, Jason. And then, yeah, when you turn it upside down, everything is just like, oh, you snap. You think fourth dimensionally. Yeah. Well, I can't think like that. I need to learn to think like that. You need, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, you could start overthinking and it'll just fall in place. Right. Well, that's what you do, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm thinking about all the stuff I got to do today. Oh, man. But anyways, no. yeah, we uh, we announced uh, this week for Rogue Fun. I guess we'll just wrap it up after this. Uh, we announced that the weekend guide went live, which we talked about. So thinking fourth dimensionally, when people listen to this, this coming weekend, we're going to be announcing another panel, which will be a big one. So I guess when we record next, we could talk about that because then the panel will be live. Yes. But I'm really excited about that. We're down to uh, two final panel announcements. And then I don't know what you would call that third announcement. It's just like a fun thing. So yeah. far, so far we um, have, oh, sorry. Excursion, excursion. We'll call it an excursion. The bowling? You're talking about bowling? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, maybe you're talking about something else. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about a 45-minute panel-like thing that we're doing oh yeah they yeah call it a panel or something it's not a panel though so i don't want to set that up but right in place of a panel we're doing something different which we'll announce in probably two months or so what um what's the uh website jason uh gaswc.club slash roguefun.html uh you've, we've got all the events that are listed for what, what we're doing that weekend um so far we have Santa shop there star Wars and the golden age of the Sears wish book by uh, Jerry Hancock. He's going to be delivering that customizing the galaxy with Ryan Shaw and Gary Ray Weaver, and then animating Boba Fett and beyond a conversation with John Celestri who animated Boba Fett for the holiday special. So I think it's a pretty good lineup. It's a solid lineup and it's only going to get stronger as we go here. Yes. That website looks good. And, uh, yeah, we got to go out today and go check out some lawn chairs uh, because there's more people attending than I kind of anticipated. Yay! Oh, make sure you bring your lawn chair if you're uh, local. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for those that are traveling. All right. I was talking to uh, Jason Smith, who does the Vintage Rebellion podcast. Or Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. Um, He's going to be coming in at five o'clock on that Thursday and he was saying I might be late to the, the the movie showing and I'm like well dude you just traveled from the UK you could take your time you don't feel like you're rushed and if you want to come for 30 minutes and then go back and crash at the hotel that's fine like people could do whatever they want even though we've set up all this stuff like 
if you got a dip in the middle of a of uh the day at Rogue Fun and go back to the hotel room for whatever reason, go do it. Um do what you need to do. Glenn's not there. I was looking at the schedule and I just realized that Glenn's not there. But yeah, uh I'm looking forward to um showing Rogue Fun Rogue One in the backyard. Uh again, that's my favorite of the Star Wars disney era movies um and uh we're gonna have popcorn back there i've started to purchase some libations uh i'm doing that slowly over time so i don't have to spend a ton of money on liquor all at once um we've got a fundraising project that i've started working on for rogue fun um what else i think the biggest thing is trying to figure out when uh, I need to start cleaning my house because if I do it too soon, living with four people or four other people, uh, it's just going to get dirty again and I'm just going to waste all my time. Yeah, that's, I keep looking at my wife's room and I'm like, crap, we got four months to clean that out. Or you look at your collection room and it's the same thing, man. It's like, when do I start this? I was uh, looking at the Rogue Fun page, the webpage, and I was talking I didn't realize that she stepped away and I just kept talking and talking. <laughs> and then uh, I switched back because I'm like, why isn't Glenn adding anything? And the chair was empty. So, oh. but I did give a pause in there so you can uh, edit that easier. All right, cool. I'll edit some of that out. But yeah, that's, that's, that's all. That's, that's pretty much going to be my, my life for the next three months and four months is rogue fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Rogue fun yeah <laughs> no i'm looking forward to it. it it is it's uh it's scary how fast that's coming up yeah oh and we got toilana in between there so you got a panel to build for toilana too yeah well it shouldn't be that hard it shouldn't be but i don't like to half-ass anything i do <laughs> no yeah the hardest anyways, part about is going to be getting the photography unless you just get it off the internet I don't want to do that though. I gotta figure that out. Yeah. Well, Maybe let me I'll... know if you need to, if I need to bring anything over. Oh, that's right. You've got that stuff. It might be faster to go to your place than Orion's. Yeah, I've got I've got a complete run of a uh, micro collection. But I was going to talk about the Galoob stuff, but the micro collection does tie into the story that I'm telling with the the presentation. Mm -hmm. How much time is that for Toylanta? I'd say probably forty five minutes. Okay. Dude, you know how we've done it in the past. We've flown by the seat of our pants. It's like, here's a slide. We'll talk about it. Are you going to write a script? Or are you just going to no, throw it? No, I was just, we're just going to wing it. But um, Wing it? Let's wing it, man. But at the same time, uh, I'm not a talkative individual, I guess, when it comes to presentations like that. So I don't add flair. So I'll be done in 30. It don't matter, dude. There's only going to be like three people in there. Yeah. And 10 of them will be from the club. So That's true. I'll just be talking to our friends. We'll just I, um, talking to our friends. Yeah, no, I got a um so our buddy Chris Hamer's doing a, a show in at the end, I think it's at the twenty-fourth, the end of January up here in Augusta. Not Augusta. Ackworth. Ackworth. And uh, he asked us to bring put a table up. And for the past few years, I've just put a, a folding table with a couple of, you know, cards on it or something, and then um put put the banner, our step and repeat, uh, which has got looks like a card back. Uh, and this time around, he asked to put um, for me to do like a presentation 
So what I'm thinking of doing, I'm actually what I did. I'm stealing an idea from Narayan. Excuse me, because at celebration he got like a clear tablecloth and put stuff underneath the clear tablecloth. Yes. So and he was like, "Well, why don't you bring like a toy museum?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm not bringing toys because everybody in there has got toys." So I'm, I would think it would steal away from from the vendors, quote unquote. So what I did was I grabbed that clear tablecloth. I'm gonna get some swag like patches and stuff and put them on the table and like cover it up and be like, at least I have something to show. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, hey, that way it maybe get people interested. Um, so do you think that's a good idea? I do think that's a great idea. All right, cool. Because I, I was I'm trying to think of something where I don't have to invest a lot of money into it or put yep. stuff that's worth a it's more it's investing money and it's putting stuff that's worth a lot of money on a table that's not secure. Right. You're weighing the risks. Right. If somebody steals a piece of swag, I'd be upset, but I'd be more upset if they stole the figure. Exactly. Yep. I completely understand. So, all right, cool. So I will be doing that. See, if you want to see a swag uh, display. Swag exhibit. Swag exhibit at Legion Comic Con in uh, Ackworth at the end of the month. I think it is. Come on, calendar. It's a Legion Con, right? Lead, yeah, on the twenty seventh. It's a Legion. It's not the same. It's in Ackworth. It should be a smaller version of that, but it's the twenty seventh in Ackworth Legion Con. Cool. Yeah. And then Toylana in March. Toylana is March twenty third, twenty yeah. second through the twenty fourth. My God. Oh my gosh! Because then, like, right afterwards, we got to start packaging things for Rogue Fun, and then right after that is Rogue Fun. It's like, Bing Bang Boom! Before we know it, this. This will be upon us. Right. Maybe it's a good thing we only have one meetup between now and Rogue Fun. And maybe. And um, we got the Powder Springs Toy Shows sprinkled in there. Yeah. Yeah, are you hunting anything right now? Like, what's on your 2024 goals wish list thing? If I had to, like, just throw something out there right now it would be like a mold of some kind uh, oh, that's right you were talking about that last week yeah um i'm not really hunting anything if if anything i'm I'm trying to fill in with any of the the rebel stuff or ahsoka stuff that i missed uh you know anything sabine anything um rebels related but i've got a bunch of that stuff uh I'm just kind of waiting and see what happens. I'm hoping when the ghost is released that there's going to be a lot of accoutrement to go with it, but that's not going to come out till like fall. Um, and then more Bill and Ted stuff. I'd love to just keep hunting Bill and Ted, yeah. <laughs> adding yeah. adding you know first shots to that run. Uh, but it's me and another guy that that are fighting it, and he's up in in Cincinnati, so he has the connections. Uh, so um, we'll see. What do I'm I about hear? I'm about to, uh, it's easy for me to say I'm about to make the final payment on unproduced action fleet. Oh. So that'll be here sometime in I think February. Nice. Um it, a lot of action fleet items have shaken loose, which is great. It's all galoob, but I'd really like to find galoob micro machines, the small small ones like the micro collection from Kenner. I have a lot of the uh, little mini figures. It would be great to finally get some sort of pre-production ship of some sort. Nice. I'm not being picky. I'm just opening it up to anything. Be happy with anything. Just pre-production ship of some sort. 
Right. Yeah. I, when you said the unproduced stuff, the micro collection has got a lot of unpainted figures that have yeah. come out. I guess there's a complete run of like unpainted figures and you kind of just like nonchalantly go into that. And then you realize how much it's going to cost to finish that run. And you're like, eh, it's never going to get done. They're about like, 30 bucks a figure, right? Uh, there are some figures like the Wampa can hit a hundred. Yeah, but for a mo the most part, the unpainted ones are about that $30. Yeah, so right? you can do okay. it for fairly cheap, but it's going to be hard to like do a complete, complete run. Right. Um, I've got some of the unproduced figures, but some of those, I, I think at the time I paid a couple of hundred dollars because that's when I was had the money to spend. And now it's like me spending $200 on a micro collection. It's like fudge. Yeah, I, I was just bringing it up how it sucks when you try to get into something and you don't realize how expensive it is to complete. And then you get like halfway through it and you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to cost me thousands to do this. Yeah, like uh, I, I haven't finished my run of loose open Kenner figures yet, which is fine. I, I, I enjoy the process of setting a goal of trying to find the right one and then going after it. And mm -hmm. so. Well, that, the the ninety two is 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 a yeah, prime example. The first, you know, until you get to the last seventeen, how? No, no, they're they're all getting expensive, but it, I think it's dipping. It's getting ready to dip. I think come down, make a market adjustment, because we'll uh, you're you could pay fifty to a hundred dollars for a Luke farm boy. Yeah, I just need the 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 lightsaber. I have a blue one in there. It might be nice to replace that with an actual yellow one before Rogue Fun, but <laughs> or I mean, you could I've, just leave it alone to mess with people. I'm, what I'd probably do at this point is just get another Luke and tell people I bought this Luke like this in the '90s from a kid, um, and I just left it that way. I kind of like it. Right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Is that man. it? That's it. I think that's it. We can wrap this show up. Thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. If, it, if it's allowed, it really helps us out and points people to our show. Follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, X, and YouTube. Send an email or message us. We love feedback and we love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. If you still haven't had your Smuggler's Galaxy fix, you can head on over to the uh, Prototypes and Production Podcast where yours truly and Glenn have recorded some clips for the 2023 wrap-up. So head on over there and listen to those episodes if you haven't already. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. People collect for the love of it. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way. Oh.